Uh, having just heard from the bishop, I do want to share, though, the a letter he sent to Father Cousy uh, and uh, this St. James, Cornelius, and Cyprian Parish. And, uh, and I'm going to share that with you. And then just a quick run through. Familiar territory, obviously. We've, we've been doing DSCA for decades. Uh, but uh, we want to go ahead and, and, and make sure people are started with that. Then, uh, uh, you know, with this powerful gospel today, I don't want to go without any homily at all on it, so I'll reflect on it. But this is uh, from uh, Most Reverend Earl Boyer to Father Cusatino Cabona. Dear Father Cabona, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving, taken from Psalm 5014, is the theme for our 2023 Diocesan Services Appeal. The theme complements both our duty to give thanks to God and the ongoing National Eucharistic Revival. The overall goal of the 2023 DSA is $5,650,000. It is a worthy goal that engages the faithful in the mission of the wider church and allows us to maintain our finances and our ministries. Your specific parish goal is stated below. Uh, and that, by the way, is 54,202. And uh, our DSA for 2022 was 74,072. Actually, the, the parish goal is now 59,622. Uh, by design, our annual appeal is a voluntary parish-based appeal. While the Catholic Foundation administers our appeal, my expectation is that their efforts will support and not supplant the efforts of the parish. Please make reaching your 2023 DSA goal a priority by personally asking your parishioners to support the appeal and by sharing with them many of the good works accomplished with their faithful support. Participation is crucial, both to current returns and our ability to fulfill our mission in the future. While our returns again surpassed $6 million, our participation rate slipped a bit in 2022. Our future returns will be dependent on our ability to collectively inspire new gifts from parishioners who have not previously contributed to DSA. I ask you to continue to emphasize participation and engagement of more of your parishioners in the work of the wider church as we offer God thanksgiving for his many blessings. Please accept my heartfelt appreciation for the work you do in support of DSA and extend my gratitude to your parishioners for their support of our 2023 Diocesan Services Appeal. Gratefully yours in Christ, Most Reverend, Most Reverend Earl Boyer, Bishop of Lansing. Uh, you'll notice on the envelopes, and again, familiar territory for us, but uh, we offer certainly the opportunity throughout the Lenten season for you to just put a, a DSA envelope in the regular collection. But uh, it, it's very much important for us not to have to repeat with letters or phone calls. And so uh, we, we certainly encourage generosity if you're able to but also to know that it's acceptable if you want to put on your envelope zero with name and address for you. We won't bother you again uh, if you make that uh, judgment. But we would love to have, as the bishop indicates, a wide range of contributors 
uh, people who recognize the great power that we uh, uh, find when we work together as a diocese, as we work together all the dioceses of the country and throughout the world. So uh, I, I encourage you, uh, put down name, address. You know, normally people will either give a one-time check, uh, contribute so much a month for six months, uh, and, and as I say, they can also make the option to not contribute anything at all. So uh, I encourage you, you can uh, fill it out uh, today and, and put it in the uh, collection basket. You can drop it off at church, you can mail it in, bring it next Sunday, have a chance to talk with your spouse to make sure that uh, you're both on the same page as far as donation. I want to pick up, uh, as I mentioned before, on the very powerful gospel. And we'll notice the first two Sundays in Lent are very much geared to the human and the divine of Jesus. Last week, of course, we heard the give and take and the temptations that the devil put before Jesus as he was in the desert. And, and how remarkably Jesus handled the uh, challenges that the the temptations the devil put his way, uh, sustained a 40-day fast. Uh, and, and of course, we recognize, of course, that uh, the devil, very much uh, aware of what's in Scripture, quotes Scripture on a couple of occasions. But now, this Sunday, again with the uh, human and the divine, we encounter probably the most famous of the prophets, uh, Moses and Elijah. Uh, Moses is considered to be the prophet of the law, and, and, and Elijah represents, I think, the prominent position among uh, the, uh, the, the group of, of prophets that have, have uh, done the Lord's work. Uh, but I think the, uh, uh, the fact that uh, we weren't absolutely sure where the information from last week's gospel came because there was only the devil and Jesus there. Here we did have three witnesses, part of Jesus's inner circle, uh, Peter and James and his brother John. And, uh, and then the three of them are absolutely astounded. But we can just imagine how uh, heavenly bright the transfigured Jesus, uh, Elijah and Moses were. And, uh, and, and Peter, I think hardly knowing even what to say, says, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Now, I'm not entirely sure, not having photographs or things like that available, how they knew that it was Moses uh, and Elijah, unless Jesus called them by name while they were listening. And uh, we have that encounter again with God the Father, similar to Jesus' baptism, when, uh, when from the cloud comes a voice that says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased, listen to him. Well, the voice itself, I'm sure, was thunderous enough and probably scary enough. It says, when the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. Jesus came and touched them saying, rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. I had the opportunity when I was uh, visiting the Holy Land with my seminary class uh, 
to climb Mount Tabor. Uh, it's a much easier climb now than it was back then because they have uh, paths for cars to go up and so it's an easy walk. But nonetheless, it, uh, it reminded us of the sacred ground that was there. And, and it reminds us again, I think of, uh, it, it kind of dovetails with the DSA, how much we depend on each other and how much God depends on all of us working together. And uh, so I encourage you on this second Sunday of Lent, we've got three blockbusters coming from the Gospel of John in the next three weekends. Uh, we have the story of the woman at the well. Uh, we have the story of the uh, disabled man who's healed on the Sabbath and the consternation that that causes. And then finally, Lazarus come out story of uh, Jesus's encounter with the dead soon brought back to life of Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha, and uh, someone who I think was uh, critical in that step toward the passion that Jesus took, where uh, Lazarus was, was laid in the tomb, was just outside of Jerusalem. And it's clear that the next activity that they had was uh, after uh, uh, at, uh, at, at that encounter that Jesus has. So uh, I encourage you, uh, we'll continue with our joint uh, Lenten readings and our DSA uh, communications. And again, I invite you to take an envelope home with you if you aren't gonna leave it in the basket, either opt to give or not to give, but please let us know and that'll save us contacting you.